0: On today's Smart 7, the Rwanda Bill returns, Donald wins in Iowa and lots more. It's Tuesday 16th of January, it's Hot and Spicy Food Day and Happy Birthday Kate Moss. The Smart 7. It's news, but not the news. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak was in the Commons on Monday to offer clarification on the UK's military action on Friday, which saw airstrikes on the Houthi rebels in Yemen. He said that the UK had destroyed 13 targets at two sites, including an airfield and a cruise missile launcher, and he defended the action which was taken without formal parliamentary approval. It right that we took... Proportionate targeted action against military targets. It was a last resort. It came after the end of exhaustive diplomatic activity. And now I think it's incumbent on the Houthis to recognize the international condemnation for what they're doing. The intention was, in Rishi's words, to de escalate the situation. But the Houthi forces fired a missile at a US warship on Sunday and struck a US owned container ship on Monday. So it's clear that the situation remains volatile. Labour leader Sakir Starmer backed the government action and says it's not always. Is possible to convene Parliament for approval. I think it's fundamentally different if there's a sustained campaign with the deployment of troops um, and in those circumstances I do think it's important that the Prime Minister of the day uh, comes to Parliament with a viable case setting out the legal basis for the action and getting the consent of Parliament uh, to that intervention. Tuesday sees the Rwanda bill return to the Commons in advance of Wednesday's third reading, and Rishi is facing a backbench Tory rebellion. Reports suggest that up to 70 Tory MPs, including junior ministers, could join the Rebel Alliance, helmed by former Immigration Minister Robert Jenrick and former Home Secretary Suella Braverman. They're intent on adding amendments to the bill designed to toughen up the legislation and reduce the avenues for migrants to appeal. The issue is that those amendments may bring the bill into conflict with the European Court of Justice. On Monday, Rishi was putting a brave face on the matter, claiming that his party is united in their desire to make the Rwanda scheme work. The Conservative Party are completely united in wanting to stop the boats. We share the frustration of the British people about this situation. That's why I set it out as one of my five priorities. We're all fed up with this legal of challenges to our Rwanda policy. Former Minister Simon Clark doesn't seem to have gotten the memo on how united the party is. I've been clear with the whips that if the bill goes forward unamended, I will be unable to offer it my support. Ultimately, we have twice now marched the British public up the hill. We have failed twice. If we fail a third time, then there will be no place to hide. A report published on Monday found that young girls were left at the mercy of grooming gangs in Rochdale, partly because of the failings of both council bosses and senior police. The new report, commissioned by Mayor of Greater Manchester Andy Burnham, looks at the period between 2004 and 2013. It praises whistleblowers, including health worker Sarah Robotham and former police officer Maggie Oliver, who helped to raise the matter. The report also found that many of the abusers had still not been apprehended. Burnham apologised directly to the victims and their families, saying it's important to face up fully and unflinchingly to what happened so that necessary changes can be made to protect children. The report finds unequivocally that failures that could and should have been avoided were in fact repeated. The American presidential campaign officially got underway on Monday as the Republican Iowa caucuses were held in bitterly cold conditions. Despite heavy snowfall and a minus 40 wind chill, supporters of Donald Trump turned out to vote in huge numbers and the former president easily won with 51% of the vote. The more interesting battle was for second place and it took a while, but Ron DeSantis finally clinched it ahead of Nikki Haley. It's still a long way to go before the November election, but former vice president Al Gore says that a win in Iowa doesn't mean Trump is guaranteed to win the race. I know that Many people uh, feel it's moving in that direction. I'm not so sure myself. And where uh, I, the Iowa Republican caucuses are concerned, I'm not sure they're as significant as some believe because there have been so many examples. Still to come on the small 7, Andy Murray gets sad and Robert Downey Jr. is kind of mad right after this. Cool fact... There was bad news for Nottingham Forest and even more bad news for Everton on Monday as both clubs were found to have breached the Premier League's profit and sustainability rules. Everton have already had a 10-point deduction this season and could lose more points for this breach. They have 14 days to lodge a reply. There was also bad news for Scottish tennis great Andy Murray as he got knocked out in the first round of the Australian Open, suffering a straight sets loss to Thomas Martin Echevery and it seemed like the defeat may be Andy's last match at the Australian Open. There's definite possibility that'll be the last time I play here probably because of how the match went and everything like in comparison to the matches that I played here last year is like the complete opposite feeling walking off the court Robert Downey Jr. seems to be having a bit of a moment at the moment. He started the awards season with two big wins. First a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor in Oppenheimer, and now he's added a Critics' Choice Award for the same role. He was delighted at the ceremony in Santa Monica, but he didn't miss the chance to recap on some previous critical reaction to his movie work. Critics' Choice Association, you know, they've given me such beautiful uh, feedback, really... (laughs) Just so many great moments, and some of it's so poetic. I just want to share some of their thoughts with you. The first one's kind of like haiku sloppy, messy, and lazy. The next one's more metaphoric like Pee Wee Herman emerging from a coma. It's not often you get a movie in which a rising Hollywood star plays a character described as a rowdy Irish migrant. But that's how Jesse Buckley's character Rose Gooding is described in the new black comedy Wicked Little Letters. It's set in a seaside town and pitches Olivia Coleman against her rowdy neighbour Rose as a scandal develops over some rather rude letters that have been anonymously dispatched. The cast includes Timothy Spall and Joanna Scanlon, and it hits cinemas on February twenty-third. You're charging her. What's the evidence? Larry on your Similarities in the language. I've got a daughter at home. Why would I risk it all? In prison Rose may find some kindred spirits. In prison. No, no, not the murderers or the rapists. I'm thinking more the drunks and the queers, maybe. Just trying to find a bright side. <laughs> You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more.